This is Terrio Media. Yo. I'm not sure for what you came for to blow your smoke up your ass seminars is next door. Line your tips up, man, just like Connect Four. All you winning the wanting, yo, that's what we check for. I build and pile to cash, create cash flow. Epic real estate investment that make your cash grow. Well, I can tell you ain't working hard at all. Tell people you work hard, you ain't working hard at all. Go deep into your investment before going wide. Too cold for you, yo, you need to go inside. It's not a money problem, it's an idea problem. Epic real estate investment. That's the man that we can solve them. Scared money don't make money. Passive income, cash flow, yo. How you create money? Savers and losers. Open your eyes and see them. Matt Ferry, y'all creating your financial freedom. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Huh. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. You didn't know, homeboy, we got the cash flow. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. Glad you found us because, uh, you know, if you feel like, you know, you got these big goals for 2018 and you're not really sure where to start, I want you to know that you're in the right place. If you're, you already feel like maybe, you know, maybe 2018's got, and hasn't got on to the jump start that you're hoping it would, you're in the right place because, you know, when you've got a place to go and get support, a place to get motivation, get inspiration and get instruction and strategy and tactics on a regular basis, the journey is just going to be that much easier and frequently much faster. That's why I'm glad you found us. And here at the Epic Real Estate Investing Show, we provide all of that and then some. So uh, the cash flow conclave, it's coming up at the end of this month, uh, January 25th through the 27th. So if you haven't reserved your ticket yet, you can at epicintensive.com. I've talked enough about this on the show. So you know if it's for you or not. Um, much better than I do. So if creating passive income from real estate is, you know, doing that sooner rather than later, if that's for you, then this particular Epic Intensive is just for you. And uh, if you can afford to wait for your passive income from your real estate efforts, then uh, you probably won't want to go. All right. So let's get into uh, today's show. Today's hot show, uh, how to broadcast your message for more leads. And what I mean by that is just getting your message out to a large number of people all at once, like a broadcast, right? You're going to cast out your message in a broad fashion. So, you know, if you're frustrated that your message about what you do and the service that you provide, it's not reaching enough people. Uh, if you're frustrated, you're, you're not getting enough leads to talk to. Or if you're working way, just way too hard for too little results, I get your frustration because I have been there. I know you're seriously concerned right now with your expenses outpacing your income. I know what it feels like, and it gets a little scary. So I'm going to share with you a strategy of how to mitigate that um, and how I mitigated it years ago, and I'm just going to kind of walk you through how, how I did it and what I did, so, and, it's, and it's through broadcasting your message. Because if you get this part right, you know, your message is going to get to everybody that needs to hear it. And if you get it right, you won't be short on opportunity, and if you get it right, you're going to get more results from less effort. It's an amazing use of leverage. So, you know, with ultimately watching more money come into your bank account than is going out. What a wonderful place, right? What an idea. And, and that's what you're here for, right? To, to get your income to outpace your expenses so that you can build a business, acquire assets, and create the financial independence that real estate promises. That's a badass investor. And that's what we're here for. So, uh, let's talk about one of these badass investing tactics. And one example of a broadcast that we find highly effective is through voice broadcasting. And I've talked about it a little bit here. And what we do is just once per month, we send out a voice broadcast through 
a service called Sly Broadcast. Although that's changing as REI Solutions now has the same capability built right into their engine. Same difference though, accomplishes the same thing. But we create a short recorded message it's in, we broadcast it so that it hits our prospect's voicemail. It goes straight to their voicemail um, without ringing their phone, and it shows up on their phone as a missed call. And that missed call shows our, our phone number, our live answer phone number, as the caller ID. And then people, they just call back in volume. I don't know why it works so much more effectively than when we're dialing those people individually, but this works really, really well. We get a higher percentage of callbacks and get in uh, contact with a higher number of people by using this method. And people just call back. And with the broadcast, we can hit, I don't know, seven, we probably hit 7,000 plus people. Uh, That's how many we have that over our marketing years, how many we've been able to capture in our database. So we can hit over 7,000 people with the click of a button. And it's actually a very small percentage that do call back, uh, but a small percentage of 7,000 is a good number of people. And just about every time we do this, it accounts for an extra deal that month. So it's a strategy we continue to use, we continue to advocate, we continue to to suggest it and, and see how it works for you. But it works really, really well for us. And I don't see why it wouldn't work for you as long as you get these parts right. So that that's one example of a broadcast that we use in our business and, and that's what it does for us. So. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about your business, right? How do you get this to work for you? So I've got five hot principles that I'm gonna touch on for you so you can do this, all right? So first one is, why do you even wanna do this? Why does it work, right? And why should you consider it? Two is, uh, what are the different forms of broadcasting methods that you can use? And then three is, how do you make sure nothing falls through the cracks after you've done your broadcast? And I mean, cause you're sending out to 7,000 people, something's gonna come back and you don't wanna miss it, right? So how do you get and make sure nothing falls through the cracks? Number four is crafting a message that actually gets a response that gets people to call you back. And number five, when and how often should you do it? Okay. So of those five things, you know, why do you want to do it? Or why do you want to consider doing it? What are the different forms of it? How do you make sure nothing falls through the cracks? How do you craft a message that gets the uh, best response or a response? And, uh, when and how often should you do it? So which one of those do you need to understand the most for this to be effective for you? So just kind of think about that and we'll go over each one of them individually, okay? So let's go over them one by one. We'll do that right now. So number one, uh, why do you want to do this, right? Probably the biggest reason that you want to consider doing this is that you can hit a very large amount of people with your message with minimal effort and minimal expense on your part. And with that said, you're gonna wanna understand that this is a shotgun form of marketing, a shotgun form of prospecting. Like, you know, it's like... uh, You throw a bunch of spaghetti against the wall and you're just kind of sitting there waiting to see which noodles are going to stick to the wall and then you're gonna go consume those noodles. I don't know if that was the best metaphor (laughs) because we're not gonna consume our leads, but you get it. But, But the short answer to why is really leverage. You can leverage technology to cast your message out to a ton of people with really the click of a button in most cases. So that's why you wanna consider it. Uh, and it's it can happen really quickly and a lot of it can be automated and so those are all reasons as to why. Two, what are the different forms of broadcasting methods that you can use? So there are many different forms of this broadcast. I mean, I mentioned one already, broadcasting a voice message to people's cell phones. Um, you can also do it with text messaging to people's cell phones. You can do it with direct mail. You can send out postcards and letters. Those, those are forms of broadcasting, right? You're sending out to a massive amount of people with uh, one swoop. And then uh, anytime that you're at a live event or in front of a group of people, you know, it could be a small little, you know, a meetup group or a chamber of commerce group, or maybe one of your industry conventions, something like that. 
you have the opportunity, anytime you have the opportunity to speak on the microphone, that's an opportunity to broadcast your message to everyone that there's, that's there in attendance. I want you to start thinking in this manner. So that's a broadcast as well. You've got social media. Right? You can broadcast to Facebook and broadcast via Instagram and Twitter. To, you can broadcast your message there. And then you can boost your posts and boost your messages to, um, so you can hit a larger number of people. And you can see to it that your message actually lands in front of a targeted audience. So you're looking for a specific type of person or group of people or a group of people that has something in common. And you can broadcast your message via email. Right, You can hit a, a giant email broadcast. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of different uh, bot solutions out there now. You get a little message bot that you can uh, broadcast your message from. Uh, you can broadcast your message via Facebook Messenger using this uh, using this technology. Also, you can broadcast via YouTube and podcasts. Yes, you can create YouTube videos and broadcast those. You can create podcasts and broadcast those. And the reason I point those two things out, you know, over the years that the, the Internet has been around, I don't know, what are we going on, 20 years, 25 years where, you know, it's been... Uh, a tool used by um, the masses. The uh, a lot of search engine optimization has been performed, and it's really tough to go and write a blog post or an article on your website and get that ranked. There's just a lot of work that's been done before you even got there, so that's going to be a time-consuming factor. You're going to be really patient and do a lot of work. With uh, but with videos, however, and with podcasts, even you can get preferential treatment from the search engines, Google specifically. I'm speaking of. Um, if you have a YouTube or a YouTube video or a podcast that addresses um, your subject matter, so you can, it's easier to rank that. It's still difficult, still a challenge, but it's easier to rank the videos than it is a blog post. So, like for example, um, a YouTube video or even a podcast. Let's talk about a podcast real quick because what, this explanation kind of um, covers both. You know, I'm not saying you have to go out and be a podcaster and release a, a weekly episode. Um, I'm not saying you have to become a podcast celebrity and you have to get into this whole new business. No, what I'm talking about is if you were to launch a podcast of, say, the, the title of your podcast was How to Stop Foreclosures in Columbus, Ohio. That was the name of your podcast. Now, who in their right mind would listen to that? Really only people that live in Columbus, Ohio that want to stop foreclosure. They're going to find you on a Google search that way or they're going to find you in, in an iTunes search, something like that. Or how to sell your house fast in Indianapolis, Indiana. If that was the name of your podcast, like the whole show is named that. And you could just post once a month, once every quarter, once every six months, or just once. Um, how, to, how to sell your house fast in Indianapolis, Indiana without an agent. Say that was the name of your podcast. That's the name of your show, right? Who in their right mind is going to listen to that? Only someone that wants to sell their house fast in Indianapolis, Indiana doesn't want to use an agent. Or how to remove the tax lien from your property in Knoxville, Tennessee, right? So that's a, that's a, who's going to listen to that? Someone that's got a tax lien attached to their property that lives in Knoxville, Tennessee, in your market, whatever your market, insert your market. And the reason I put that out there is because two reasons. You know, when Mercedes and I, we got started, we started our own meetup group and we were doing educational events and it was around short sales that time. And it was around avoiding foreclosure. And, you know, every time we'd do one of those events, you know, we might get four, five, six people that would show up. And one or two of them would always become a client of ours. And that's how we found deals. But we were, we'd named it specifically what we were going to accomplish, the type of client that would appeal to the type of client we were looking for. And so that worked really well. That was really effective. But the hardest thing for us was to get butts there, to get the butts in the seats. And when we launched our very first podcast um, oh, back in 2009, 
uh, and we launched that first episode and we looked at the statistics and we saw in one day, our first day out, 100 people had listened to that episode. And we just kind of looked at each other and the light went off. It was like, wow, do you know what? We had held probably 20 events to get 100 people to listen to our message. And in just one day, we, we got 100 people that listened. So that's a very, that's a very, a very good example of a, uh, of a broadcast, okay? And a very targeted broadcast that's only the people that are interested in what you gotta say are gonna listen to it. And the other aspect of that is that it stays there forever. That broadcast, once it's done, it just keeps on going, keeps on going. We had a person that just signed up for the, uh, the REI ACE program. I met her last weekend. And she had a, she just found a podcast up or found our podcast, you know, two months ago. She's a brand new listener. But those episodes that she was listening to were eight years old. It lives forever. Okay. So think about that. Consider it. I'm not saying you have to be a podcaster. You don't have to go and 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 buy a whole studio or anything. You can do it right on your iPhone and you can upload it to the internet. In fact, um, gosh, there's a website, a brand new service. I think it's called Anchor. There's an app called Anchor, and you can record your message there, click of a button, and boom, goes straight to iTunes, right from your cell phone. I think it's called Anchor. You might have to experiment with the the, uh, the spelling there, but that's that's something that you could do, all right? Didn't mean to spend that much time on podcasts, but I really believe in it. I think it can really work effectively for you if you're really targeted with the title of your show. It's gonna attract the person that you want to, want to attract, okay? So those are some... Uh, some different types of broadcasts. Another form of broadcasting is canvassing neighborhoods, say with flyers uh, or handbills or sticky notes, putting the little post-it notes on, on people's doors or business cards, putting your business cards on people's doors. And and you can do that or you can delegate that to someone to, to do for you. But that's a form of a, a broadcast, rather slow broadcast, but you're just canvassing and you're hitting every single person in the area. So those are some different methods. And you can also broadcast your message by wearing it on a t-shirt or a hat or your car, you know, the car signs, or um, or a billboard, or a TV, or a radio. Um, those are all tra- more traditional styles of br- types of broadcast, but those are all, they all qualify and they're all doable for by you. Um, even TV, you think of TV, oh, I don't have a budget for that. I'm telling you, if you go right into your neighborhood and you run a 30 second, 60 second commercial on some of the, the more obscure cable channels, you're gonna hit people and it's not as expensive as you think it is. Um, uh, radio, of course. And then, uh, or sponsorships. You know, you, uh, baseball season's coming up for my son and they're looking for sponsors. And if I were to sponsor, my little banner's gonna sit right out there in left field for everyone to see every single game and all the games that came before and, and are that happening long after we're gone. So those are a bunch. And not limited to what I mentioned there. I was just kind of giving you a bunch of different ideas. Um, new methods with technology and platforms and all the stuff that's going on in our world. New methods being invented daily. But those are all some ideas. All right, so number three, how do you make sure that nothing falls through the cracks? I mean, if you're gonna broadcast to that many people, right, There's you're gonna get a lot of response. So with this form of lead generation, you're gonna need a few things. First, you need a call to action. You don't want people to just drive by a read and say, hmm, that's interesting. No, you wanna give people a call to action and tell you gotta tell them what to do, right? And that could be in the form of go to my website, um, go to my website for more information or maybe something more powerful, go to my website and download the, the new book I just wrote, or the little cheat sheet I just wrote, or call my phone number, listen to a recorded message. Um, so those are, the, those are the calls to action of which both should be set up to capture the lead's information. So when they go there and they perform the action that you told them to, you get to capture their information because 
because you're gonna want to be able to automate your follow-up system. You want that automated follow-up system in place. And uh, the brand new updated version of REI Solutions, it does all of that for you, by the way. In fact, it's right out of the box, it's all preloaded and boom, it's done. But, but having said that, it's not difficult to set it up in most CRMs. Just make sure that you have it in place, otherwise you're gonna lose gold. Right, and when I say lose gold, I, I'm a big fan of the show. It's been a while since it's been on, but it's it's. Uh, I'm just catching up to it. I'm binge watching it right now. Is the new season of Gold Rush? I love that show, and it's just about this these three or four different groups of people that are out, and they are, um, they're mining for gold, literally mining for gold up in the Klondike. I think one guy's in Colorado, and and it's just a great metaphor for what we do. You know, they're going and they're digging through tons and tons and tons of dirt and they're running the, the dirt through their little processing machine and then it separates the dirt from the gold. And, and you know, anytime they got a little hole, there's just an episode where they had a hole in what they call their sluice box. And that, that sluice box is what they run the dirt through and it separates the dirt from the gold. But they had a hole in the sluice box and they're like, oh no, no holes in the, in the sluice box because we're losing gold, right? So you don't want to lose gold. You don't want to lose leads. So make sure that you've got all of your holes filled up in your sluice box. Make sure that you've got the tools and systems in place to capture and, and actually nurture those leads for you as well. That's what a good automated follow-up system can do. All right, so that's how to make sure nothing falls through the cracks. You got to capture their lead information and then you got to put lead uh, a follow-up system in place after that, okay? And there's so many different solutions out there. A good Google search could give you a few different options and just kind of read through it and pick the one that makes the most sense for you. Number four, crafting a message that gets a response. Okay, you gotta create the message. Now here, right here with this message, this is really where the difference is made. Up to this point, if you just follow my steps, you're gonna get you're gonna get the results. It's all going to work for you. But here's where the difference between the losing campaigns and the winning campaigns is gonna happen. Um, it's it's the big variable in the whole process, and that's your message. What are you actually saying to the person that you're trying to att uh, to attract? Uh, here's the deal: nobody is going to respond to your broadcast unless they want to. You got that? You have to make them want to uh, respond. Better yet, you wanna make them need to respond. So think of it in that way. What's gonna make them want to respond? What's gonna make them need to respond? So within your message, you've got to give them a reason, a reason to respond. And, and we have a simple formula that, that seems to do the job pretty regularly. It works really good. It's more of a framework. Um, and we call it our epic message. So we just kind of created a we created the steps out of the epic thing and kind of created an acronym out of it. So one is to expect a reply. You have to send a message that, you know, anyone not or anyone in their right mind would have to respond. So uh, I'll give you an example in a sec, but you want to expect a reply. P, you want to make it personal. You don't want to sound all corporate-y. That um, we found by being really personal, people respond of a higher and higher percentages. Um, uh, I, uh, integrity. The message has to be within integrity. You, so you can't lie to people. You can't say, hey, call this number right now and I'm gonna give you a million bucks. No, not unless you're actually gonna give them a million bucks, right? So it has to be an integrity, something that you're willing to perform and something that you're willing to fulfill. And uh, C, make it concise. You wanna make it short, okay? People are busy, gotta get this, gotta get it really short. So you gotta E, expect a reply, P, make it personal, I, B of integrity, and C, make it short, concise. So make it as short as you can for the medium that you're using though. So the context uh, inside of an email might be different than the context of a Facebook post, but you wanna make it short and easily consumable, all right? So uh, here's an example. A friend just shared your property with me. Are you still accepting all cash offers? So it's really concise, I was short, right? 
and it was personal. Hey, a friend just shared your property with me. It's very personal. Uh, and it expects a reply. Are you still accepting all cash offers? Well, hell yeah, I'm accepting accepting all cash offers. That expects a reply. That's a type of question that like you'd have to be an idiot not to respond to or not to at least answer to. And then it's with integrity. Hey, if you're still accepting all cash offers, I'm going to give you an all cash offer. Got it? So we hit all four bases. Another example is um, I, I noticed your name in my system and I'm getting ready to send an offer to you. Not sure if I have the right address and I'd hate for this to end up in the wrong hands. Please call me back to confirm. Right? Um, that's, uh, it's personal. Uh, get ready. I, uh, noticed your name on my system. So I'm talking about you directly and it's, it's short, it's just a few couple sentences. Uh, it's of integrity. I absolutely will send out an offer to you. If you call me back and give me the right address. Right. And I put, I made it as though it expects a reply. I'd hate for your offer to end up in the wrong hands. So please call me back to confirm. So that's another example. We hit all four points. I'll give you one more. Uh, I'm getting together with a small group of property owners tonight to show them how to stop foreclosure. Would you like to join us? Okay. So I'm getting together with a small group of property owners. It's small. It's going to be personal. And uh, it's short. It's concise. It's uh, it's of integrity. I am definitely don't say that unless you're actually going to do it. And it expects a reply. Would you like to join us? Nice and, and short. Just like if you were talking to somebody in line at Starbucks. You know, would you like to join us? And uh, the only person that people are going to say yes are those people that are concerned about stopping foreclosure. All right, so make you got to get the message right. And it'll take a little bit of practice, but touch on those four points. Expect a reply, make it personal, be of integrity, and make it short and concise, okay? Number five, uh, when and how often should you do it? Okay, so I'm a big believer in consistency. And I like erring on the side of too much when it comes to quantity. But with that said, I am of the mindset that you want to mix it up, meaning... Once a month, we'll, we'll send out a voice broadcast to our entire list. Once a month, we'll send out a text message to that list. Once a month, we'll send out an email broadcast to that list. And once a month, we'll send out a, a piece of mail, a direct piece of mail, or direct mail to that list. And we'll have, um, we'll have uh, running the entire month, say, a Facebook ad to the entire market of which contains that list. So my answer is to when, when it's, it's, it's once a month per method. That's what we do. And uh, and use as many methods as you can consistently manage and send. Okay. Consistency is so key. So use as many methods as you can consistently manage. All right. So to recap our five hot principles, uh, we talked about why do you want to do this? Right. Um, hit a lot enough, a lot of people, amazing use of leverage. Uh, what are the different forms of broadcasting? We went through all those different long lists of those uh, different broadcasting methods. Um, how do you make sure nothing falls through the cracks? You want to make sure you have your call capture systems in place, your lead capture systems in place, and your follow-up system in place. Four, you want to craft a message that gets a response. Like I said, that's the big difference maker. Okay, Make it short, make it personal, make it of integrity, and make sure that it expects replies, something that they have to respond to. And number five, when and how often should you do it? I would say once a month per method and do that consistently. All right, so let's discuss an action plan for you to pull this off. One, set up your call capture systems. Get your phone number set up, get your website set up, right? Number two, put your follow-up system in place so it's ready once the leads start coming in. So get your autoresponders in, get your automated text response follow-up, um, or even just if you're gonna go ahead and do all the follow-up yourself, just make sure that you put it in your schedule as a reminder so you do, do follow-up. Three, choose your broadcast method of choice. And four, Craft your message for that particular medium, medium so that the, whichever medium it is that you choose, 
you know, for Facebook, it might want to be a little bit longer, a little more informative. For a text, it's going to be really, really short. For a voice broadcast, it'll be a little bit longer. Um, for a postcard, it could be a little bit more elaborate, more detailed. So to make sure that you're in compliance with the, not compliance, but um, you're congruent with whatever uh, method that you're choosing. And then number five, schedule it. Schedule it out, okay? And schedule it far into the future. Have that schedule the next three months at least. I would recommend at least six months. Uh, uh, six months would be better. Three months at least is what I'm trying to say. Number six, uh, when the date approaches, boom, broadcast it. And either you automate that or delegate it or just do it yourself, but make sure that you hit it every time that date approaches to make sure that you're re- maintaining consistent communication. Number seven, add a new broadcast to your marketing campaign and then repeat the whole process and just kind of build those on top of each other. Just add one at a time. All right, so the, the key there though, or the, what's really important is don't implement more strategies than you can manage consistently. Don't overdo it if you're not gonna be able to do it consistently because this is a shotgun approach to marketing and consistency is key. So add broadcasts to your current marketing campaign and you have an extra line on the water when you do this. And each time you add a different broadcast, you've got an extra line on the water that takes, it takes minimal effort and usually minimal expense that if implemented consistently, is gonna produce great results for you. Alrighty, so now you know, time to do. Okay, so that's it for today. God bless and to your success. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. You didn't know, homeboy, we got the cash flow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.